0: Welcome to Three Yards per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
1: And we're on, and this is our post-Super Bowl edition of Three Yards per Carry. I'm afraid our Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. Uh as always, you could you could find the three of us on our Discord, which is onlyFins. You could go to discord.gg forward slash. OnlyFans and you could join for three dollars a month. The show, as always, is brought to you by Diet Smoke. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the protocol promo code Waddle, as in Jalen Waddle. Use the promo code Waddle and you get 50% off any one item. And of course, betterEdge.com. Go to betteredge.com forward slash five reasons, the number five reasons, and you get twenty dollars just for signing up. Man, what a Super Bowl. I can't decide, I, I don't know if uh If that was a good game or not because there's so many mistakes so many odd things uh drake greenlaw tearing his achilles getting ready to go back on on defense it has to be one of the most unfortunate things in the history of the super bowl a ball finds an ankle on a punt and that pretty much changes the whole momentum of the game Uh, i guess we'll start here and i'll start with you simon what did you make of this game? First of all, did you think it was a good game or or kind of just a series of unfortunate and then, or fortunate, depending on how you look at it, events in this game? But I don't think there was great football. Do you agree?
2: Um, I think it was great football in terms of things like special teams and defensively, I thought it was great football. Um, I it was an interesting game and then a kind of great fourth quarter slash Mm -hmm. overtime period um but i mean i just think the 49ers blew it i mean they had so many chances so many opportunities you just can't keep the chiefs hanging around and and the difference is this is what happens when you have a an incredible quarterback this is how you win super bowls and you know Mahomes once again proved that you know he is the difference because of his incredible skill set and his incredible will to win. And we've seen it for two decades with Tom Brady and Chris, we saw it again last night, just a unique will to win a desire that he wants the ball. We were in eighth eight rate on that final drive. He had two, uh, two big runs, including the fourth down conversion where apparently Andy Reid told Peter, Peter King, there was three play calls on that, uh, on that particular fourth down play. And he just decided to keep it in his own hands. And, Special players do special things, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a, an interesting game with a great fourth quarter and a, you know, amazing kind of denouement at the end. Chris,
3: yeah, I thought I, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that it was a bad, bad game at all. Like I think that, um, I think that there was, there were some offense, there were some mistakes. Sure, uh, there was a special teams mistake, but you know that this is, listen, special teams, special teams have to be able to, uh, to execute too, and. You know, the, and the ankle that if, that that the ball found. I mean, there's a reason that it even found that ankle to begin with. So, I mean, you you always got to give the other the other side credit. If I if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm just like completely misremembering the play. I mean, the guy the guy that um, that it touched uh, had been sort of blocked backward into the the area where the uh, the ball was going to land, and. um and you know, are I, I, pushed backward, and so uh, so that's one of the reasons that 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 happened. Um, and then the return guy, you know, I don't I don't really blame him. He, he just tried to make the best, do the best that he could. Um, I think that this was a game that featured some offense. You know, for those that like offense, I think this was a game that featured some defense and some real stall stalwart. You know, you know, uh, defensive performances. Um, I think there were fumbles, but there were fumbles for a reason. There were good defensive players that made good defensive plays um, to poke that football out. You know, I think that there was one fumble that where uh, um, I think it was the uh, I, I, I forget whose fumble it was, but it was um, but it was a play where three defensive players really all worked to get that ball out. Um, and, uh, Chanel got the credit for it, but, um, you know, there's was, there's, yeah.
2: And, and
3: there, I mean, but I mean, before he got there, Mike Pinnell had his arms around the ball and was kind of trying to loosen it. And then Chanel got in there and, and he really tried to rip it. And then a a third guy, I forget, I forget his name, um, kind of got his hand in there and poked at it too. And, uh, and you know, it was just, it was just one of those things. It's like, what a tremendous defensive play that was um and uh and so i think that you had a lot you had a lot of everything you had a lot of everything in that game and then at the end of it you know um we'll be debating uh i think the um the overtime rules and and the correct strategy whether to take the ball or to not take the ball given that the playoff overtime has been changed to almost like a college overtime with the first two possessions anyway um, and in college, they always defer. Uh, but, uh, I, I and I think that that, that one sided asymmetrical information advantage is just such a big deal that I, I don't, I don't see how anybody could choose to, uh, to receive the ball in that overtime in playoff overtime with the rules as they stand. And, um, and, and even worse, it appears that, you know, the, the players certainly. The players on the 49ers acknowledged that they didn't even know that the rules had changed um, for the playoffs, and there's been some indication that assistant coaches disagreed with the call by my uh, Kyle Shanahan too, and there's even been some indications that Kyle Shanahan might not have even known hmm. that the rules had changed, which would be just just one of them you know all time boneheaded sorts of uh situations that can happen in a super bowl and it, it sort of seals what i what i've been thinking which is basically that kyle shanahan is is andy reed before andy reed met patrick mahomes you know um before andy reed met patrick mahomes he was the guy that had gone to four straight nfc championship games advanced to one super bowl but couldn't you know bring the lombardi to philadelphia so he was fired for that imagine imagine that imagine you know, talk about first-world problems. Um, they're firing their head coach because they went to four straight NFC championships in games and couldn't bring home the Lombardi. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes th- then he goes to Kansas City, and uh, he makes the playoffs four out of five years with Alex Smith, at quarterback, but they're one in four in the playoffs. You know, they didn't have playoff success. And then he meets Patrick Mahomes, and the rest is history. You know, six years that Patrick Mahomes has been playing there, they've been to the Super Bowl uh, four times and won three of them. You know, uh, I think that, that this is dynasty. This is Patriots dynasty. This is, uh, this is a quarterback that is going to be compared to Tom Brady and probably favorite, probably the better. Um, and they deserve all of it.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I saw si- Simon had posted earlier on, on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days that, uh, maybe my Mahomes is already the best ever, uh, I'm I'm almost there. I'm ready to, to to say that he is he's Michael Jordan. Yeah, uh, he's Michael Jordan in football, and we all know what Michael Jordan did for six years. Uh, it was inter- his three peats were interrupted by one um, retirement, and you know he went to go play baseball, but he didn't allow anybody else to win. He didn't. He played a team with two Hall of Famers on it, and Carl Malone and John Stockton didn't let them win twice. Uh, a star-laden Portland team, the Suns. All of those teams were champions any other year, but Michael Jordan just would not allow it. And I think we're in an era where you're going to have to almost hope for weakened uh, Chiefs teams because this one was much, much weaker offensively. It was, quite frankly, not a very good offense this season. But then they had the best defense in the in the sport. Yeah. but uh, So, you know, it's, it's kind it's of a big one, deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> You know, you have the best defense in the sport, and then you have Michael Jordan. You just tell him, go get us enough offense, and our defense will take up the, Take care of the rest. Simon, uh, I got the numbers right here. Drake Greenlaw goes down. Oren Burks fills in for him. These are his stats in coverage, and I understand that some of these, you know, stats could be skewed because he's the guy standing next to the guy that just caught the ball, and we don't know his, his complete assignment. We don't know if he's actually playing it correctly or playing it incorrectly. But the numbers are the numbers, and we care about these numbers for mostly everybody else. Trey Greenlaw goes down. Oren Brooks comes in. He's targeted nine times. He allows nine catches. He allows 118 yards, one touchdown, a 134.7 passer rating when targeted. Was that the turning point of the game, or, do you, or can you pinpoint another spot? Because it looked like San Francisco was just cruising, and then you just notice that the scoreboard is not moving. And that's a problem against Kansas City. Uh, What was the point in this game, Simon?
2: I don't think you point to one specific thing. Obviously, losing Greenlaw was huge. Um, But I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan going seven play, uh, eight plays without running the ball, uh, without running the ball. Um, Brock Purdy didn't, you know, because the Chiefs had the ball before halftime. He had the extended halftime and they had the ball at the start of the second half. Brock Purdy went 75 minutes without throwing the ball. Um... So, you know, there's all sorts of things that play into it. But also just, you know, you know you can point to Colton McKivitts. I mean, the, there was a missed block on that third and goal on the, on the overtime drive. And if you look at it back, not only does he have Jawan Jennings open for a touchdown, but Legereus Need literally falls over covering Brandon Ayuk. And Ayuk is probably 12 yards away from another person. But because McKivitts blocks outside onto the guy that, that George Kittle's blocking, not only does chris jones but also trent mcduffie so you essentially have two first team all pro defenders coming straight <laughs> through a gap um you know if, if purdy even gets uh, he didn't even get to the back of his drop before he you know, had to get rid of it um you know if he has an extra even an extra second and a half that's surely a touchdown now the interesting thing as chris alluded to is that you know plenty of chiefs players were saying look there was a plan that we were going to go for two anyway. If we if they scored and uh, and we scored and you, know, you hear about player Carl used checked told Kaylin Kayla that he didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball to score a touchdown and win. He said. Whereas you know uh, Creed Humphrey said, look, we've been practicing this since you know back in the back in the summer in terms of you know we were told situational football and we practiced situational football. We talked about it a ton. Humphrey said during training camp. We repped the exact situation multiple times. You know, that that's really great coaching. And sometimes I think you probably just get lost in the moment. I think everybody was confused last night in terms of, you know, I, I spoke to a few people that were in the stadium. They were like, we didn't really remember the rules. And there wasn't, you know, the, it was stuck on the scoreboard. But you're not necessarily looking at the scoreboard. And, um, you know, even miko Harbin was a bit surprised that, you know, that he'd scored. And it was quite funny to see Patrick Mahomes do his interview on NFL Network. And then, and then leave, to leave Hardman and Kelsey. And then all of a sudden Mahomes came back and just said, oh, can I just tell a funny story? Which is, Miko didn't even know we'd won the game. Um, which was pretty funny. So, you know, I, I certainly guess there was some confusion generally. But certainly seemed to be more on the 49ers side. But look, overall, I thought the 49ers, you know, they did th- they're did. they going to be fuming, I think, when they look back at the tape. You know, it's just the missed opportunities, the mistakes, the, the missed blocks, the missed assignments. Just one player here, one player there just making really big mistakes. I think Steve Wilkes called a brilliant game up till the end of the game. I thought that he, you know, that the the final drive in regulation where he called multiple blitzes and then he sort of sat off and, uh, you know, I just didn't think he called a very good game in the, in the biggest moment. And actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back. Um, so I think you can point to all sorts of things. Certainly losing Greenlaw was massive, but I, um, I don't think it was the you know the be-all and end all to the 49ers losing.
3: Uh, Chris? Yeah, I, I think I I don't know if it was I, yeah, I can't really say that it was it was the Drake Greenlaw being out thing. I I really don't think that was necessarily the case. I think that both both sides were kind of exchanging uh mistakes, you know. Um there was there was a fumble by Christian McCaffrey, right? And I mentioned it before the Leo Chanel, uh, fumble. Um, but you know, then there's, there's also a fumble by, uh, by, uh, Pacheco. Right. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he had, um, he had a, he had a big fumble and that and, was, and,
1: and the bad pick, the bad pick by, by Pat Mahomes.
3: Yeah. I mean, and that was that, that Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know, fumble was at the San Francisco nine yard line. I mean, as, you know, as after after an absolutely you know a, a vintage Patrick Mahomes fifty two yarder to Cole Hardman, mm-hmm. um, you know just just he did where he's like he did the thing again, <laughs> you know he did the thing that only that only he does really, and um, and and they get to the nine yard line and then they have a fumble. I mean, there's so so there's. There's this is football. Things are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Um, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry for the San Francisco 49ers suffering an injury that may have impacted the game a little bit when you know how many teams were not playing in that Super Bowl. Uh, and I'm not even talking about the Dolphins at this point, but how many people how many teams are not playing in that Super Bowl because of their own injuries, you know, and mm-hmm. um and that's that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, I still think that in that overtime period, you know, um, cause I go back cause cause San Francisco, you know, yes, they missed that third and four on in the Kansas nine yard line, um, where they, they otherwise would have gone for the touchdown or hopefully gone for the touchdown. Um, but I mean, earlier in that play, they had a third. They got backed up into a third and thirteen, and got bailed out by a you know a little a little ticky tack de- defensive holding call, you know, five mm-hmm. yards with a first down, you know, and that was at their own twenty two yard line. That that drive almost went absolutely nowhere to start to start overtime, and um, and then it would have been it would have been given the ball, giving the ball to Patrick Mahomes with a chance to you know to win it, um, which is what they essentially did anyway because as Simon brought up if even if the San Francisco 49ers had scored that touchdown uh the Chiefs had already drawn it up they're like we're going to go down there we're going to be in four down territory the entire way which is a huge advantage hmm. and we're going to get that touchdown and we're going to go for two and they had a they had a play ready for it i'd be curious to know what that play was um I know, I know that Eric Bieniemy, who uh, who got fired from the uh, Washington Commanders, um, came in and 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 gave the uh, the team a speech and even even had them walk through a play, <laughs> <laughs> and um and given the history with Bieniemy and and some of the plays that he calls in particular the the creative ones on the goal line, I kind of wonder if that uh, that two point play that they had waiting um, for that moment. You know, was a was an Eric enemy special, um, but either way, it didn't matter because they they scored that winning touchdown with uh, Nicole Hardman. I thought it was just, I thought it was. I came away from the game thinking I just watched one of the you know better Super Bowls that I've ever seen. Um, it was really a fantastic game. Uh, usually, a, a lot of times I don't care because the Dolphin season is over. <laughs> um, but uh, but this game had me going. It was a it was really something.
1: Yeah, I, I would have I would have loved to see the 49ers score on that first drive and have Kyle Shanahan just run onto the field in, in ecstasy, you know what I mean? And then yeah, get, a fifth, I mean, and I mean, get a 15-yard penalty on his team.
3: Even if <laughs> team. he did. And and there was what I'm referencing by the way is there was an interview right after the game where yes, he was, yes. you know, and, and it was this was before you could even get to the locker room. This was this was right outside the locker room. So this is very short order before anybody can tell him anything or whatever. And he was asked about, you know, any regrets or something like that. And he meant, he mentioned something. He he said, you know, I wish we would have gone down and gotten that touchdown at the end there and not given <laughs> Pat the opportunity. Yeah. To, uh, and, and I was like, bro, you know, that Pat would have had the opportunity no matter what, right? Like I hope you know that. We were and, robbed um, of a yeah, of one of the so, most and,
1: epic uh, one of the most epic possible moments in the history of the sport. Can you imagine Kyle Shanahan running onto the field? All, all, who knows? Maybe they give him a gettery bath.
3: But even as... if not him, even if not him, Alf, even yeah. if you know, you believe conspiracy that he meant something else. He really did know, et cetera, because it'd be so borderline unthinkable that he wouldn't know. Uh the players didn't know. They admit no. that. Yeah. So the players would have run onto the field. <laughs> the players would have all rushed the field thinking they won the Super Bowl.
1: And given Kyle Shanahan the the, the Gatorade path, and then they would have yep. had to hear a, a referee explain to them, no, Pat Mahomes gets the ball now, guys.
3: <laughs> and, and the he, chance and, to and win he, the game by going for two.
1: Yes, and take these 15, yard, uh, 15 yards with you for running onto the field and delaying the game.
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk about, yes, uh, we do do a Dolphins podcast. So when we come back, we'll talk about how the Dolphins can get into one of these games. Uh, injury is, is probably one of the answers. But first, these words.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified and insured if the answer is yes then water cleanup of florida is here for you 24 hours a day with over 60 years of combined experience michael robert jorge and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster when an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business you need specialized fast and reliable services water cleanup of florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor so they provide the A to Z service one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath and laundry cabinetry, countertops and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then, Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 579 0356. That's 954 579 0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts.
3: I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. All right,
1: we're back. Uh, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, here's the good news. Chris Jones and Darius Snead are set to become the highest paid players at their positions. Uh, stands to reason that the Chiefs might not be able to keep those two players. I think that's the way forward. Kansas City has to be weakened. Because they're going to improve on on the weapons around Mahomes, I understand that Travis Kelsey is no spring chicken. He's going to be 35 in the offseason. Uh, I think Kansas City has to be weakened, and that's where you start uh, here. It, it, when you look at those two teams, what's missing, Simon, from
2: the Miami Dolphins? Oh, blimey. What is missing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, success. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. We
1: could say this. We could say this. We look at the two teams. The, the the Chiefs have terrible tackles, and the 49ers passed three guys and really two. Their offensive line is not all that great. Their right tackle is absolutely tragic. Uh so these are not great offensive lines. They defeated the two better offensive lines in, in the sport, in the Ravens and 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 the Lions. But that's one place I think that Miami could could exploit a market inefficiencies, trying to get better a, there than those teams.
2: But then you know, let let's look at this and be completely honest, right? And let's we, let's not even talk about the quarterback because everything ends up at, at, with that. Mm. We need better quarterback play. Okay, that's a given. Um, Brett Veach, when they lost to the to the uh, Buccaneers in the Super Bowl went out and rebuilt their offensive line, completely rebuilt their offensive line. They signed Joe Tooney, they drafted Creed Humphrey, they drafted Lucas Niang, they uh, signed Orlando Brown, okay? Uh, they did a complete remake, complete do-over, complete everything. They drafted Trey Smith uh, and they sorted out, they fixed the offensive line that was so porous against the Bucs that, that essentially lost them the Super Bowl. On the flip side, we have been bemoaning the state of the offensive line for multiple years, both as a threesome on WhatsApp, uh, on OnlyFins, but mainly on the podcast. We've talked about it for years. We had to sit in a press conference last year where we were told by Chris Greer laughingly that you guys worry about the offensive line way more than we do. Well, you know, this bridge keeps getting burned by the same problems year after year after year. I have absolutely zero And I mean zero um, confidence that the Dolphins will go out and fix the offensive line. And they've had multiple chances over the years. You know, they could have signed Trent Williams, for example. There were multiple players and have been multiple players who came on the market. Shaq Mason last year, for example, was available for a centre-round pick. Mason had an outstanding season. We could have signed Shaq Mason. We didn't Decided not to sign Shaq Mason. Um, You know, there are problems after problems after problems with the offensive line knowing what we know about the health of the quarterback but also how you know we kind of need clean pockets and, and clean sight lines to be able to make it work um Adam Schefter was on uh, NFL Network earlier on saying that all indications are that Chris Jones uh, will stay in Kansas City um so you know and they're coming back for a 3 why wouldn't you want to be part of that action You know, they're the favourites to win the Super Bowl already. And you saw they're not going to be as bad next year as they were this year. You know, there are lots of receivers available in free agency. It's an unbelievable class of draft uh, eligible wide receivers. I mean, I'm about 20 receivers in and and I take about 18 of them uh, in terms of like going through these guys. It is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, even at 32, they're going to get, if they go receiver, they're going to get some serious options in terms of downfield threats and guys that can help Mahomes out. So, yeah, I mean, health is a huge issue. You know, you look at on the back end, Trent McDuffie was healthy all year, Sneed was healthy all year, Justin Reed was healthy all year. Really, the only injury problems they had, they lost Derek Nandy, they lost Woody Gay for a few games. You know, you you counter and counter that with what Miami went through in terms of, you know, Holland out, Elliott missed games, Holland missed multiple games, Howard missed multiple games, Ramsey missed multiple games. Brandon Jones, you know, was was banged up at times. Baker missed multiple games. Um, nothing from Tyndall. Uh Phillips missed multiple games, Chubb missed multiple games, Van Ginkel missed multiple games, Cam Good missed multiple games. You know, we're playing with a you know two thousand and five all pro team in the playoffs in terms of pass rushers. So health is a massive issue. But I, I think unless you fix the offensive line and ultimately get a better quarterback play then. The Chiefs are the favourites and the team to beat for a reason. And that reason, ultimately, is they've got probably the greatest quarterback in the history of the league. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that as a prisoner of the moment. Six seasons, six AFC Championship games, four Super Bowls, three Super Bowl wins. And he's 28. And Tom Brady, yep, he had seven. And Brady is unbelievable. But he won, you know, he's 45. Patrick's got 17 more seasons to win four Super Bowls. Do we really believe the Chiefs aren't going to win four Super Bowls in 17 years? I suspect they will do. Um, and I can't see another team stopping them as we stand right here, right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done uh, for Miami. Uh, and But to me, I don't know about you, Chris, but to me, I think it has to start with our offensive line, retooling it.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I, you know, and I get reluctant here because I don't just want to, you know listen we you're right we've been complaining about this how long and you know um we had good offensive results in 22 despite the offensive line we had really good offensive results in 23 despite the offensive line so i don't i don't want to risk like continuing to pound on the offensive line and looking like you know like we're just um inured against what's actu- what actually ends up happening which is usually good offensive performance in Mike McDaniel's system with to a quarterback with the wide receivers Tyreek and Jalen. you know with the, they clearly have figured out a formula to get them through a lot without uh without a really really good talented offensive line uh without a system that relies on them the the talent of the offensive line even if you do happen to believe that they're good which i don't see how you could given all the injuries this year and all the different lineups that they had i think everybody should objectively be able to pull themselves back and see that with what happened with the injuries and and all the different lineups and stuff like that that you know yeah they, they had a poor offensive line out there a lot from a talent standpoint a lot of the time um I don't want to keep harping on that and, and just, you know, come off like we're just one note. But I, I do believe that it's important to have options as you get toward the end of the year. And I think that's where Miami has been running dry. Uh, I think it's been clear that Miami at the end of the year, weeks 14 to 18, I think I, I covered this elsewhere, that um, that something like uh, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill had been a- averaging – in weeks one to thirteen, I think it's twelve games. Uh, the first twelve games, they were averaging 13 and half yards per target against man coverage. The two of them combined, um, something like you know six hundred yards in those twelve games, just against man coverage. Just against man coverage, which isn't even you know the bulk of. I think it, uh, it ends up being something like twenty-five percent of the uh, the targets are against man coverage. Um, from the quarterback. So it's not, you know, just against man coverage, they were absolutely destroying everything in their path. And then in weeks 14 to 8, in, in, or in week 19, I'll, I'll just consider it the wild card game as part of it. Um, they, I think, averaged a total. Well, I mean, no, they, I'll say it right here. They, they, they tallied a total of 43 yards, the two of them in six games. In six games, they 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 tallied 43 yards against man coverage, on three yards per target. Um, something happened. Clearly, Tyree Hill got injured. Uh, we saw that. We saw Jalen Waddle deal with injuries. Um, when they got to the point where they weren't so deadly against man coverage anymore. Um, then, so, then that really interrupted their offensive chemistry, and it would be nice to have other options uh, when that's happening, and be able to maybe sense that happening sooner, and and be able to move in different directions. And that could be the fault of the quarterback. That could be the quarterback is too, you know, too too single minded, too tracked that he's been doing something all season that he can't. You know they can't move in a different direction or change change a few things about the way he does things or makes decisions or his timing and such. I don't want to absolve to a of any of this. Um, it could be the the play calling and just you know wasn't sensitive to the changes. Uh, it could be that the offensive line just didn't give them options, and I, that's where I think it is: is the offensive line doesn't really give them options to um, to try and pass protect for plays for longer than, you know, 2.2 seconds or so. Um, and and so, yeah, you do have to remake it. And I, I think Simon brought it up, brought up the best, you know, example, which is the Chiefs had an expectation going to that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers that they were going to win again. And they got – their offensive line was embarrassed. And they scored nine points in the game. You know, you can say, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, oh, he's the GOAT. Well, yeah, but – the problem was the Chiefs couldn't couldn't move the ball, couldn't score. Everything was Patrick Mahomes running for his life in that game, and so they really remade the offensive line, and they pushed all their chips into it, and they and they have been doing so ever since. And you talk about you know the oh they had bad tackles, they had well you know I'm not so, I'm not so sure sure that Juwan Taylor the um the right tackle anyway was all that bad in pass protection uh when you account for how long Patrick Mahomes generally holds the ball and and generally likes to uh to to draw the defense in before he escapes i think yeah naturally his pre- pressure counts are going to look a little higher um i don't really rate the left tackle that much i think you know um donovan uh as a donovan mitchell um,
1: uh, donovan smith Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell yeah, Donovan is, is the guy that the Heat keeps threatening to trade for. Oh yeah, that's never right. Do.
3: <laughs> yeah, Donovan Smith. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously I don't rate him that well, but um, but yeah, they clearly with the interior of that line they remade that offensive line. So um, so yeah, I think that offensive line is where you start. But clearly the Dolphins had a man cover or had a man coverage problem in the latter stages of the season too, and they needed some different answers when the uh the engines of their offense you know those being tyree and jalen waddle um just couldn't be that perfect anymore
1: yeah i look at uh, i look at the those two teams that played yesterday and then i look at miami's defense and i just can't help but think man our defense is nowhere near on par with any of this that that i'm watching here yeah
3: well Uh, a lot of that was injury though i you know
1: that's that's true too uh simon uh how do you, how do you get this defense cuz this defense as constructed completely healthy which is not something that that you can you could have said last year it's kind of talent laden really and it's just not better than these two teams defensively and i think that's a huge i think that's a huge piece going forward to try to even compete to get to this place because they're going to need to win some games a little uglier than most and they just can't do it. That defense just was not good enough this year and hasn't been good enough. Uh, how do they get better on that side of the ball uh, going forward?
2: Better players, better scheme, better but where?
1: But where? Because uh, we like our edge players. We liked our tackles. We like the secondary. Now we don't like our secondary.
2: But they're clearly not good enough, are they?
1: No, they're not.
2: So, you know, do we have a Trent McDuffie in the slot? No, we don't. Do we have, no, we you know... For all that we talk about, we do have good edge players, but, you know, the Chiefs don't have amazing edge players. They they invested money elsewhere uh, in terms of their talent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would help if we had healthy corners who played or were put in a position to play the scheme that best suited their talent. Um, I think we have to know, you know, I don't think Xavier Howard will be back. You know, so we have to know whether Cam Smith or whoever it is is going to come in and and be a guy opposite Jalen Ramsey. I think we need to put Javon Holland in a position where, you know, it's best suited for him to be the player that he can be uh, making plays. Um, You know, do we have the right linebacking crew? Do we have the right defensive tackle makeup? Do we have the right depth? You know, where's our Mike Pennell? Where's our Derek Nandy? Where are those players that can come in, you know, as rotational Hmm. guys and, you know... is Raycon Davis a, a top five defensive tackle with the Chiefs? I, I don't think so. So, yeah, yeah that's where we yeah. need just better players, better scheme. Better, better, better.
1: Yeah, pretty much everything. And and they got to play home games in the playoffs. Yeah. That's, play that's a given. I was looking this up uh, earlier today. Uh, Payne Manning, two and five on the road in the playoffs. True Brees, one and five on the road in the playoffs. And all of their wins came in perfect weather. Uh, that's something that has to happen going forward, Simon. I'm and Chris. I don't know if you want to add anything here, or we could just leave it here, and then season seven in a week's time.
3: Yeah, I think I think just leave it here. Better players, better health, better scheme. And I think I would emphasize the scheme. I think the coaches need to be connected to the players a little bit better, and that's it. All right. See you all ten
1: days from now.
3: But till then.
0: Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.